we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts oh hi i'm rachel zoe and my podcast climbing in heels is back and better than ever you might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake that ass up. In the morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. My guy. Glasses hey, Malone. Man, what's happening, dog? Welcome back, brother. Crying, laughing, man. <laughs> what happened, it's G? It's been eventful, dog. You just walked in. <laughs> no. This trip to New Every time I come to New York, the trip be eventful. Okay. My Toro caught a flat. Your rental? Yeah, my Toro, right? So Why I'm you calling it a Toro? That's what it is. Toro, you rent it off a Toro. 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 Toro is not big. It's not big here, but it's Toro is big everywhere. Got you, got you. So it's like, so when we got here, as soon as we got off the airplane, right, we got off of LaGuardia, so we get to Toro, pick up the car. The car is sketchy because the man didn't change it in the last minute. Mm-hmm. 
So he went from a 2020 Camry to a 2017 Elantra. Okay. You know, you notice a difference. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to turn the lights on. I ain't used to getting in cars that the lights don't automatically come on at this point. Right. Soon as we get, we leave and we go into Queens to eat to, at this little barbecue spot, the police pull us over, have us for 30 minutes. Damn. So I'm just thinking this whole trip, it's just been crazy. I'm like, as soon as we get pulled over, right, the man asking us all kind of questions, like, what y'all doing in New York? I was like, man, I'm coming to do some press and this, that, and the third. So we telling him we come from the airport. I showed the man the ticket and everything. The man just talking to me, cousin. I'm like, yeah, man, we, we just came in. He like, you know, y'all got something in the luggage? Nigga, we had to be the greatest international smugglers in the world to get it from yeah. the airport. So... We get there, we finally eat, bam, we go to the Airbnb. It's so cool. they let y'all go with what, what, Yeah, but what, it took 30 minutes. What was the reason? He didn't say? The lights wasn't on in the car. Oh, yeah, just said the uh, lights was on. Right, right, right. You got you, got you. Yeah, but it was just weird. Then the next day, we going to meet up with, with a homie, my homeboy Trey, uh, that writing stuff for the Athletic and New York Times. He a, uh, he a writer for sports and stuff, Trey Edwards. The Toro catching flat when we coming through the Lincoln Tunnel. Mm. So then we stuck on 55th and, what's that, 55th and like uh. Probably like Fifth Avenue, just parked on the street in front of Dunkin' Donuts for like four hours. Maybe that was a sign to get some donuts. I know. We went and got some steak. Okay. And then I went to my favorite <laughs> steakhouse. <laughs> then I went to my favorite my favorite steakhouse in New York, um, uh, Del Frisco's. They wouldn't let us in with sweats. Yeah, Del Frisco changed up. Yeah, yeah no more sweats. It was 2019, so I'm yeah. like, damn. So we can't eat at my favorite, so we go to another steakhouse, and it was cool. And we waited on the people from Turo, so we reported the whole, the whole shit, and they sent the roadside assistance. And by the time the roadside assistance will come, it's eight hours. The tire shop is two blocks. Yeah, you could have just drove two blocks and got it fixed yourself. Well, not on a flat tire. Just, well, yeah, a nail. They could have just ran it on a nail. So then I didn't know the address changed. It's just been an eventful New York. Yeah. Oh, you went to the old address this morning? Yeah. That's what, yeah. Was it boarded up? Yeah, it was weird. It was, you <laughs> couldn't get in. It had a weird door to the lobby. And the man was like, yeah, we ain't, you know, they left in January. Oh, we've been going. We've been yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't know why the producer didn't tell you that. It's all good. It's just been one of them New York trips. Well, we're happy to have you here, yeah, G. Absolutely. Glad to get Minus it, all the bullshit. Hey, man, it's all good. That's what's still. I got Cancel these CD. nuts. There you go. Hey, here you go. Okay. Yeah, hold up, hold up. Why are you still doing physical CDs, G? Now, I, bought, I, I'm, I already bought 10 of these. I, I have them for you right now, too. Okay. Hold up, I got something for you, Envy Special. Look at this right here. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Why are you still doing this, G? Why still CDs? So as an independent cut, right, you sell 4,000 copies. I sell mine's autograph at $25. That's how you do your business. Mm. Simple as that. Got you, got you. Everything else with streaming is good, you know what I mean? But that's a royalty. You still got to sell music. My music good enough, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really believe my shit good enough to sell, so I'll be selling this, though. And it's called Cancel These Nuts. Yeah. Well, explain that title. It's pretty. It's pretty, pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> you talk to me enough to know I don't really give, I really just, I'm honest with what I think. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I'm yeah. not really intimidated. I, I feel like the industry, you know, the uh, the powers that be didn't make me, so they can't break me and they can't mm-hmm. take what I'm saying. So I'm just saying all the stuff I want to say. I think cancel culture is on its last legs anyway. I actually, I actually think it's over because I think people finally realize that it's all a circular firing squad. So mm-hmm. you may shoot at that person today, but then it's gonna come around to your turn eventually. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel like it's only being because they're like, I don't want nobody to remember exactly. I did yeah. this shit. Yeah, I think everybody's like, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to contradict myself. I know I probably got some bullshit that people could b- bring up to. And if you if you hold everybody to the same standard, it's only a matter of time before it's either you or somebody you really really fuck with that they calling to get canceled. So which side you gonna be on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, we definitely in a space where I think everything is starting to be just obviously true. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? You, I remember five years ago, Jada and Will was goals. 
Mm-hmm. That shit spoiled like milk. Now nobody know what to do. So I think cancel culture <laughs> is the same thing. I think all the ideas was never nothing permanent anyway. Right? Yeah. That's why I kind of don't really get on trends like that. But I think what you're saying is, uh, you know, everybody has this uh, vision of perfection. Whether it was Jada and Will, they had a vision of perfection. Whether it's the way we're supposed to move as a society, it's a vision of perfection. Nothing's perfect. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, how do we start at that place from, the, like, how do we get started with that? Mm-hmm. I was just having this whole conversation about the same thing. Like, there's no way possible, especially women chase that specific thing, perfection. And it's, it's no way possible. So even setting somebody else as a goal is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I was just listening to this shit Jay-Z was saying. He was like 500,000. He was like, yeah, I'll just take the 500,000. Jay-Z said that about Jay-Z for the 500,000. Yep. And I was like, damn, yeah, well, the truth is coming. It's like my time. Yeah, it's yeah, a good time yeah. to be alive for mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? It's honest. Niggas telling well, the truth. Well, you've always been truthful, though. you always been That's honest, what I'm saying, though. but... At that time, the world wasn't really like you know accepting to the truth. Last time I was here, I was niggas was threatening my life over a song. Yeah, well, you did Tupac Must Die song. Yeah, and I was like, why are you mad at me for telling the truth? It was another nigga that made the song. He made a song that was like some kind of crazy Tupac conspiracy idea about soul and the Illuminati and shit. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching his interview. He was like, man, this guy stole my song, and I was like, I never heard of him. And in the interview, he's like, yeah, you know, well, if glasses. You know, in his story, that don't even make sense. Who ever heard a story like that? I bet you that nigga somewhere looking like, oh shit. But you had you you had firsthand knowledge of the situation. Not 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 only just firsthand knowledge, it was just common knowledge amongst everybody mm-hmm. in the streets in LA. We all knew in real time what was going on. Well, you shouldn't have put it in the song. You should have sat down with Vlad TV and told the story. No, 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 no. Keefe. What's your thoughts on the Keefe situation? Keefe is crazy, man. Um I'm praying for him. You know what I mean? He in a tough situation. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough as a motherfucker. You know what I mean? You got to fight a case. But I'm sure you're going to get attorney good representation. And I doubt that a lot of the, the interviews is something they could really use. I'm interested to see the discovery to see what they really have as far as evidence. Are they using this book in those interviews? Yeah, yeah I need to see it. Yeah, you got to make that work. Because said they even reached out to him to get, get, to get the raw footage. Cuz was on the news. He was like, yeah, you know, my interviews. I was like, this nigga is tripping. He need a Peabody. I already told that you is that. Cr- that is true. As a, as a journalist. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, journalist. Yes. Yeah, as a journalist. Now, why has it been eight years since uh, Glass House 2? Glass House 2 was your last album. Yeah. Um, same same mission, man. Mm-hmm. I, uh, when I first started figuring all this stuff out, I was learning hip-hop last time I saw y'all. You know what I mean? Before the last time, mm-hmm. I was just figuring it all out. Same thing, figuring it all out. And, um taking my time, getting back into the space to make sure I can make something that represented where we was at as far as the ghetto in general. Mm-hmm. And there's so many... Where street urban culture at as a whole is in such a funky place to where like you could like a rapper, dog, and he'll be your guy and he'll be busting. He got all the cuts, but then he'll do some hoe-ass shit and then you'll be stuck with him. Some shit that don't represent you. Like you might like this rapper, right? And then Cuz gonna just wear some fingernail polish. But stop looking for perfection. You can't the same way we can't look for perfection in Jaden Will or people in your street shit. You can't look for perfection. I don't know if that's But you can still be, be a street dude to wear fingernail street. polish though. No, I'm, no. Why not? Because that's not cool. To okay. you. To me. Well, first of all, I, you know, I, I hate the street conversation because I think the street shit is silly. But sure. if you the ultimate street nigga. Doug, killer, like, killer, 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 killer. Took killer. out all your eyes. That's not what being like, a... I'm just saying. Yeah. You just took out all your eyes. This motherfucker gonna always go to the furthest extreme. You got all the kilos of coke. You got it. Sure. You got it on lock. Sure. But you got painted fingernails. That, does that make you soft? Nobody who got all the cocaine will paint their fingernails. Why not? It's a new day and age, guys. That's not what it is. That's not what it is. 
if you like this rapper, right, he wearing a dress. Or if you like this rapper, he wearing a purse. It's like they know it. Y- y'all don't really believe in your heart that it's something going well, the on. The street dudes who wear dresses. And the street dudes I that wear purses. I don't know street dudes that wear dresses ever. This new generation different. It's not the generation. Glasses, you don't see people, men wearing purses all the time? No. Man? Only niggas that follow rap. I don't, I've never been to a ghetto and niggas was wearing purses. You can't go to one borough, you can't go to Monk's Corner, even in the country or any ghetto, and niggas is walking around with purses. Where is this happening? Well, at? I ain't been into the hood in a long time, so I don't know what they doing. But... So I mean, they did, and they had the purse, and they had a Glock in there ready to bust. They would be a girl with a gun. <laughs> girls got guns. So, I, look. so girls can't be street? Yes, they okay. are, but it's a girl. You she can be a non-binary a street nigga, G. <laughs> no, you can't. No. Look, you got to think eventually that it's a reason they doing it. Yeah. This ain't as simple as, I just wanted, you know, I just felt I wanted. Come on, man. No, no man wakes up wanting to just wear a purse. That is, we've never saw a person like, man, that's nice. I want that. <laughs> that don't even connect. So, again, we be in these weird spaces where we just, again, we still kind of just be fibbing. I, there, I can't go to no ghetto and every man is walking around with a purse. It's still going to be a selective few who trying to go against the grain based off of what they saw somebody so else So what doing. is a street dude in 2023? Anybody that grew up in street urban culture. It don't mean you have to be a criminal. It's just, it raised you. It's, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. You know, really, religion and street ethics are the only thing that create morality. Regular people don't have morals. It's just they go by laws. Mm. They don't really have no morals. I don't think street people have morals anymore. Of course they do. If you from the street, you don't have no choice. Because you got to be, whatever you say, it's going to come with accountability. Mm-hmm. I, I I get what Envy's saying. I, I feel like they used to have a morals. certain amount of principles. I don't know if I would call it more. I would say principles in the street. I don't know if those principles. I think good. morals and ethics, too. Because there's certain things that wouldn't happen right. back but, in the day. But again, everything always happened back in the day, right? But it was also, I think we keep confusing what we're seeing on social media as the streets. And it's not. That's that's the truth. It's, that's not the streets. Social media is a completely different place that you can go and do anything. So when I talk to my homeboys, it's the same thing. There ain't no nigga talking about, guys, I just got this Gucci purse. Not one ghetto. I don't care if I call my guys in Atlanta. Feel about it. It's not me. See, that's yeah, I did that. They know how you feel about no, you. I listen, that is not true. Nobody is wearing a purse. Why would a man wear a purse? They got man purses. The mer- what do they call it? The, the one that's man supposed bag. to your scrap. Yeah, man. the man bag. That, a satchel? Satchel. It's a, a satchel. It's not a purse. It's a satchel. We'll call it a satchel. That's not no, they Maybe actually a Gucci be satchel. Wearing, no, they be wearing purses. Mm-hmm. Like designer purses. Mm-hmm. Or fingernail polish. Or Dresses. They wear Birkins and I, I, I see. Or telling. Yeah. It's like telling. Like tell we can't what, even come what to. What Snitching. Oh, oh, oh. telling. What brand is that? Is that a new brand? This guy is crazy. Yeah. But but it's, it's, it seems like it's it seems like it's so normal right now. People people accept it. But why do we act like? First of all, snitching ain't normal. I mean, snitching ain't new. I don't know a time when they haven't. It's normalized now, though. <laughs> like, but it's but normalized. It's now. always been normal. No, it hasn't. But, but it's not no, it normal. Hasn't. Again, what's going on in, on the internet ain't like hip hop. Really used to be a representation of what was going on in the community. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's far dis. It's like removed. Like I don't know. It's not the same. I agree. Right? People have always snitched. And back in the day, niggas used to have like shame. Like, you didn't just die for snitching. You moved off and you realized the street life wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. Some people got killed. Some people got beat up in stitches and all that. But for the most part, 
you know, people usually just move off. Right. They would just go off into the yonder and realize, get you know, go by the Andre, change his name. He ain't Big Dre no more. He Andre. He just some regular nigga living his life, working at the factory. Now niggas will be in the midst of shit still right then and there. The only thing that's changed is niggas don't have shame no more. Shame is missing. Mm -hmm. So snitching has always happened, right? But it, it used to come with accountability. It wouldn't be like in Gunner's situation, he wouldn't be around this motherfucker flaunting around like, hey, I'm going to go do concerts, I'm going to do this, I'm going to showcase myself, blah, 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 blah. He'd be like, all right, let me go sit my ass down, let me not talk tough, you know what I mean? Obviously, this is not cut out for me. Now it's like, okay, well, the average human, average everyday person don't really care so I can still make my money. So they don't even care about what's going on like their reputation. They just like, well, fuck it. I'm gonna you just don't think Gunna getting a bad or uh, a bad rap because no. the person that he allegedly told on hasn't said that. And his dad, Thug's dad even said Gunna didn't do anything that would hurt Thug's case. That's just a lie. It's just not true. If your whole, if the whole premise of your case is built off of if if the whole charge is you are running a, a record label that's a gang, YSL is a gang, and somebody says yes, it is a gang, it's obvious. It's not even like one of my young homies, my, my young homie Real, he was like, oh man, you know, I need to see paperwork, bro. It's on tape. But it's obvious they. It's obvious they said they said they were yeah. a gang in records and stuff. But you have to deny it. That's the point of it. So right, you have to deny it when it's a legal charge. So when he was like, yes, the, are you saying that YSL is a street? Yes, ma'am. That's telling. So Thug's father saying him, uh, what Gunner said had nothing to do, did not hurt the case in no way. It's not. It's not about does it hurt the case. If let's say if you get on the stand and you point somebody out and you tell the truth, but they disregard your testimony, nigga, you still a snitch. That don't have nothing to do with what happened to him. You, Gunner should be walking somewhere doing a walk of shame, somewhere sitting off making gospel rap something. But didn't everybody in that case do the same thing? I don't have the video. Yeah, they, they had plenty of videos. No, remember, yes, they did. remember the Gunner video was different because the nigga snuck to get it. That would have never... That no, they had a video for all of those YSL I, I didn't see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I seen the one specifically right here. But the thing is, I don't know none of the rest of them people. Mm -hmm. And I hope the rest of them people ain't just walking around Atlanta if they told on that man, if they, they ain't walking around Atlanta like, oh, you know, hey, I'm back in the streets mm -hmm. thugging. So what if Thug comes out and Thug said he didn't tell on me? I don't give a fuck if Jesus come down himself and say, that is telling. I, I'm mm -hmm. wise enough and smart enough to know exactly what telling is. That's telling. But then, now, but Gunner music still jamming. Though. Yeah, I'm not. Listen, man. Uh, you give a rat a <laughs> microphone on the New York streets, he might make some dope records. I'm Damn. not. I'm not mm -hmm. knocking it. I'm saying he don't even have shame. Like nigga, make gospel rap. Well, let me ask you a question. So does that mean other rappers, other street rappers, should not do songs with him or support him because of who he claims to be and who he is? Again, so I think a lot Who of people. Who does Gunna claim to be though? I'm I'm confused. Well, like, Crip first. That was the first problem. That was my first. Oh, I didn't know he was that. that. Yeah, he was that. like, yeah, it's Crip. He was like neighborhood, but now it's like that looked crazy. But I don't I don't think it's a. I think for most street rappers, they trying to change their life, so they may not maintain the same ethics. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They so everybody got to make their own decision. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. Damn. You know I, mean? I like Gunna. But mm -hmm. I ain't in the street, so. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not to say what and, and, and most people bad. that listen to hip hop aren't. Yeah. I'm not mad at them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not telling obvious. the general population. He sold out two shows. He sold a lot of shows in New York, sold a lot of shows in LA. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. But why would the average everyday person care they don't. about morals? It, well, not well, street, street morals. Not even street morals. This is something if you was at, right now, if we had a job and we had, we had this job and a motherfucker came and stole something 
And then somebody told they stole. You'll be mad at they snitching ass too. This is not. Depends what they stole. Even no matter what they stole, if some like if you took something and somebody told on you, you gonna look at that person crazy. No, I'm not. I shouldn't have stolen in front of that person. That's true, <laughs> but that don't change. That don't change that this person particularly. Like no, because I stole. I know I did something wrong. I can't be mad at the person for pointing out that I did something wrong. I did you, something wrong. Of course you can't if y'all did it together. But that's different. That's what you ain't say about. that now. But that's we what stole, we're yeah, about. yeah, yeah. That's different. Mm-hmm. If we stole something together, yeah. and then he went and told on me like he didn't do it, yeah. that's a different. That's what happened, and that's yeah. what snitching is all about. Snitching, really simply put, man, it's it's getting out of control. It's when a criminal tells on a crime to avoid accountability for their own crime. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of other shit we could talk about. We could start breaking it down to all the nuances of street, but really, snitching don't have nothing to do with like thugging or blah blah blah. It's about accountability. Mm-hmm. Street. Life in general is more about accountability and masculinity than everything. Being responsible, saying what you mean, meaning what you say, standing by what you said. Mm-hmm. It's accountability. It's not this ignorant kind of concept. It's primitive at times, mm-hmm. but it's not ignorant. It's all about accountability. So, so it's not, okay. So with that said, me and you commit a crime together. Sure. I'm sitting in my cell. I have a revelation. Oh, now I want to hold myself accountable. Yeah. So I decide to say, "Hey, glasses." I'm telling on both of us. Don't, <laughs> I think that well, we need to hold. I think we need to hold each other I didn't have that revelation. No, but, but I did for both of us. No, no, no. Yeah. Or, or Charlemagne has talked about it before. He was driving in the car with his homies. Yeah. He got pulled over. One of his homies had something illegal. They had cocaine on them. Charlemagne didn't know it was in the car. I had no idea. Sure. Charlemagne's tells. Is He's that not working with Wendy Williams. No. Though. I didn't tell. I'm no. in the back seat of the car, <laughs> and the cop. Charlamagne said, "You better tell all no, I'm no, going to no, tell." No, 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 exactly. He gave. He he handed over his license and registration, <laughs> and inside the license and registration, he had three grams of cocaine. I didn't know, so I'm talking shit to the police, really cracking jokes, whatever, whatever. The police, I put your hand behind your back. I'm like, oh shit, what I didn't say that went too far. We found mm-hmm. cocaine. I'm like, cocaine? Who had cocaine? And he was the cop was like, whose is it? I said, well, it's not mine. So let's use the process <laughs> of elimination. It's one of these two individuals, okay? I mean, look, was y'all doing lines? No, I ain't never. Was I, your I goal to do lines? Can we do it? Was y'all goal to do lines at night? I didn't even know he had no cocaine. No. Okay, so yeah. listen. So, <laughs> right. So look, if you're not thugging, or if you're not in any street life, this is this is just simple street life. Then it don't have nothing to do with you. And really, your partner should be like, "This is mine." Absolutely. Right. So he waited like, till we got to the jail to do it, which is yeah. too late then. He thought about it on the way down. Yeah, that's what happened. Oh, no, Charlamagne was like, either you gonna tell him or I'm gonna tell him. That's probably what happened. Accountability. See? Yeah. So yeah, but but if me and my homeboy, let's say if I'm with Joey, right? If I'm with Joey Westside and, and I know he not thugging and I got a gun, it's gonna be my gun. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna let him get in trouble for my gun. Mm-hmm. But that's just being a man. That's all street life is about in general. Even whether you're a criminal or not, it's just about being a man and standing up for all of the right things. You don't ever get tired of being in the street, G? No. Why? I mean, it's not being anywhere, right? Like, my, my conduct is consistent with the upbringing, right? Mm-hmm. Why would I change my moral code? For what? Like, I walk in the breakfast club or if I walk anywhere, what's the point of, what am I changing my moral code to? Like, the only next thing is, like, religion. Mm-hmm. Like, where where else would I go? Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be a regular person. Motherfuckers is the scum of the fucking earth. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you don't stand by nothing you know people mistreat each other they don't they say mean shit to each other you could be driving motherfucker be like shut up and call you crazy the the tow truck man that was in the uber called a nigga a bitch like you know what i mean like i don't want to so you telling me that a, 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 a man that calls somebody a, a woman a bitch don't have no morals yeah if you call no a man he called another man a bitch 
If you call a woman a bitch, what is, what, that's I don't know. That's you I'm probably lost. Don't know the man called a woman a bitch. Or he called no, another a dude a bitch. Man called a man a bitch. So it was a man okay. hitting a U-turn. And okay. You know how New York motherfuckers yep, yep, driving yep. the shit. So it was a man in the carriage, and he hit a U-turn in front of the tow truck. And the motherfucker was like, "Yeah, you know, you bitch ass motherfucker, and you know your 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 driver don't know how to drive." And it's like, see that like. Where I come from, you call a man another man a bitch, you better be ready to fight. Mm. And I think in regular life, if you hit a motherfucker for calling them a bitch, they'd be like, oh, you know, they'll call the police. Like, I didn't put my hands on you. But what about calling a woman a bitch? Because that woman is somebody's sister, somebody's wife, somebody's daughter. So what if that man want to fight you because you called their woman a bitch? That's the point. You got to take the fact, right? You squabble. Okay. So it's all about... Nobody want to squabble, though. Like, So so you call that man a bitch, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that man comes and, and snuff you. You call the police and he gets arrested and now you press charges. That's no morals. That's what I'm saying. Why is that no morals? You can't because call you... me a bitch and then when I react to you See? calling me a bitch and punch you in the face, boy, now you be like, 911, what's your emergency? He punched me in the yeah. face. You started. Yes. But you, if you but don't boy, want no action, I don't agree with that. But that don't mean I still, I still reserve the right to call nine one one. No, you don't. <laughs> I agree my, with you. Why would you? And see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I agree with him. In that middle, like so, like religious people, morally, the the goal is to be here. The streets is here. Regular people don't really have no moral. They don't have no true sense of accountability. I agree with what Envy just said, not because of the street shit. And I agree with what you're saying, but not because of the street shit. Just because I like to see people have to deal with the consequences of their actions. That's what mm-hmm. the streets do. So if you punch me in the face, you got to deal with the consequences of that action. But that's Regardless the... of what it is. Like, if I call you a bitch, I got to deal with that. Sure. If you punch me in the face, now you got to deal with whatever that comes Correct. with. Correct. And it might come with me calling 911. But nowadays you have to know that if Charlemagne or somebody's calling you a bitch, it's usually a setup, right? Because they want to set you up to punch you in the face, and then what you laugh. They're going to arrest you. They're going to miss work for nine months. They're going to sue you. That true. That's what most I'm just hoping do. you're not doing that. I'm hoping you don't do nothing. <laughs> I'm hoping I can get... That's the thing, right? Everybody hope they can do some shit and hope nobody and reacts. not be accountable. And not be held accountable. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so when you ask me about do I... It's, it's not... Being in the streets is not like a location, right? It's a... It's a conduct. It's a way you act. It's a way you really is rooted in masculinity and accountability. It's being responsible. I can but make you can, my You can be a man and, and, no, you and, can't. and have accountability without being in the street. No. Yeah. But but when you say being in the streets, that's where you get the sense of accountability from. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not selling Sherm on 117th Street no more, right? But the conduct still remains the same. Mm-hmm. I didn't assimilate into mainstream. I didn't become successful and change my life and then start okay, well, I'm going to still enjoy Gunner's music even though he don't have no shame and he told on that man. Like, that don't change. My conduct, my codes, my moral, my behavior, my my the 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 moral compass doesn't change. You got a song on the new album called Kanye Should Have Never Married That Bitch. Yeah. Jesus. Talk is to us bad? about that record. What do you mean is that bad, G? Is that really bad? Yes, that's bad. Why? <laughs> You call it this, the mother of his child a bitch. So now, if Kanye comes and swings on you, now what happens from there? That's fair. We can line it up. So it's he, a fair fade. Like, if he wanted to fade, if he called me like, Glass, I need that Now, fade. if he snuffs you, knock you down, he's worth close to a billion. I'm not suing him. First off, I'm get up and dust cuz off. Mm-hmm. Or he finna win. Either way, we finna fight. But um, the idea of the song was turning the hoe into a housewife. I just feel like in today's <laughs> time. Jesus, Glasses. That's not that bad. Is that really that? that we didn't got that far? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't, I don't, I don't see the need to call her that. Not uh, what's the bitch or a hoe? Both, man. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Both glasses. That's that man's wife, or ex-wife. Jesus so, Christ! See, snooping them back in the day, it wasn't right when they did it, but they never put a name to it. Why wasn't it right? They never put a name to it. 
Like, they didn't label like there was certain like there was certain people like you come on G style like I'm you serious. can't just you can't put a label on. So you can't people. call a ho ho. Maybe maybe a generalization, but you can't say that person right there is a ho. Why not? If they're a ho, what if they not? They, they are. But they're not hoeing anymore. What we got messed up at is we started referring to all women as, as hoes. Correct. But we all knew all women wasn't hoes. We didn't. We didn't say it enough. No, no. We knew it, even if nobody else knew it. We knew all women wasn't hoes. But what's wrong with a girl if she's a hoe to call her a hoe? Right. Like, what's she's not wrong a hoe anymore though? Mm. But she's a mom oh. and a housewife now, right? A businesswoman. Well, I mean, you could have said Kanye should have married that businesswoman. If you get arrested for a felony and you go to prison, you get out of jail and you fill out the application, when they ask you, are you a felon, why can't you say, I'm not a felon anymore? What Facts. if I got pardoned? Hmm? What if I got pardoned? Okay, well, who pardoned her? <laughs> <laughs> Give me the paperwork and I'll change it. <laughs> the paperwork and I'll change it. Oh, my God. No, Glass. so listen. The idea, no, good luck. No, hold up. Man, Glass is no, so Glass crazy, is so stupid, man. man. But I'm so Glass serious. Is grand, no, this is serious part. So we wrote the song, right? Don't you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. That's the mm -hmm. idea of the song, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I just felt like we're in a weird time where people are really trying to wife whores. This is a big movement going on. It's a lot of really unstreet and un uh, unaccountable things, right? And and it's like people are not accountable, so they're just doing anything. And so when we wrote the song, we wasn't it wasn't even a, it's not specifically about them. Nobody was even thinking about Kanye or Kim when we wrote the music. We just wrote the music. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I'm just listening to the song and I'm like, damn, you know, the, the idea of the song was called that bitch, right? That bitch belonged to the streets. But I was thinking about it. We're in such a time where nobody is actually, like it's hard for people to put a face to an idea because it's so far out of their wheelhouses every day. And I was like, damn, who going through something that proves and validates this idea? Mm -hmm. And Kanye, just it, look at his situation. Well, I guess everybody has a past is what I would say. Sure. Men but, and women. But so. we don't get to say we not that no more. But you can yes, also say do. that maybe Shit, she... if you go to prison and you get two felonies for the rest of your life, you're a felon. That's like, that's saying nobody can evolve. So Ma Malcolm X wasn't always Malcolm Little. I mean, Malcolm Little didn't stay Malcolm Little. He became Malcolm X. Totally agree. So you can, you can definitely evolve and change. Do we think Kim evolved? Hell yeah. No, she didn't. 100%. No, she didn't. From 10 years ago? No, she didn't. How do we don't know, you know, because we don't know the situation. That might have been Kanye might have been the problem in that relationship. She might have wanted to be a housewife. It, the problem was when you first went into that relationship with that lady, it's a lot of stuff going on with women, man. You got to be really careful when you just jump out there. And and obviously he wasn't listening to the Dr. Dre's album like he should have been. What, he would have knew that. Any of them. Snoop Dogg's album. You can't turn a hoe into a housewife. These are simple things. Simple truths. I think there's a lot of hoes that have been turned into housewives. I actually think sometimes, in a lot of ways, uh, hoes make the best housewives because because just that. like people who've been in the street, they done been there, done that, and they don't want to do that no more. So they evolve, and now they the, the you would never know. There's somebody married to a woman right now and had no idea glasses and them Crips was running trains on her and watts in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> right now, no, I don't yeah, believe no, that. No, but it's it's. Again, the, the concept is just really simple. And obviously, you see, it went down in flames. It went down in flames. It's, it's not, again, it's not, I don't want to sound like I'm being harsh to Kim mm -hmm. or, or even. But it seemed like, I'm not, I don't know whose fault it was, sure. but it could have been Kanye's fault that it went down in flames. Sure. I think that's what you were trying to say. Huh. Yeah. I'm not blaming her. It's just yeah. a bad idea. Like, you got to get somebody that's a little bit more plausible for the job. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that was the correct plausible person for the job. Her life was shaped to be something completely different.
But I, again, sometimes, like, ever since I've been talking about the song, it's been more or less about Kim Kardashian, my like or dislike for Kim Kardashian, and that's just not true. I love Kim Kardashian. Mm -hmm. I mean, as much as you can love somebody you don't know that you don't have to really have a lot of respect for. She was, you know, again. <laughs> no, because... <laughs> Okay. Lassie got a podcast called No Ceilings, y'all. Y'all, right if y'all enjoying this, y'all should listen to it. <laughs> no, every but this week. the point because everybody will be thinking I'm crazy. She, she was sucking Ray J dick on tape. Jesus, that don't mean anything. That matters. That just meant somebody had a camera out. No, she actually recorded, then they sold the video. That's a hustle. That's a hustle, G. Come on, How you man. Mad at this woman for hustling? I'm not mad at her. I I totally understand. I have the utmost. Respect for prostitutes, porn stars, and anybody else that's hustling. But let's actually call it what it is. Most men that get with a woman, they're not getting a virgin, G. Come on, man. It's just, it's just the truth. They're not getting a virgin, whether it's on tape or not on tape. Kim is far from a virgin, man. Like, well, do we got to go that far? But a virgin? I mean, every woman has a path. Every Could man we has just a start path, with not sucking dick on tape? Ooh. Jesus. Could we just Christ. start with not sucking dick on tape? In this day and age, it's kind of hard not to get caught. See, see what he think of women? Everybody pulling their phones out. This new generation got it rough, G. This is why I stay street. I see. Because you have to have some moral compass and code of behavior because look where we at. I see. Like you like, oh, now the only pool of women is who's sucking dick on tape. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, I know, look, and it's a woman. So this is what's bothering because I had to look at her face. Right. Because I don't want her to think like I'm like some kind of... He man, woman hater, but it's like it's too late. If we start with sucking dick on tape, <laughs> I get what you're saying. This G. woman All has of... not sucked nobody dick on tape, and we seen the video. What woman? This lady. Oh, so I don't want her to I think don't know like this I, I don't know. Her. I don't know I'm just saying I don't want her to think that. I'm saying we got to at least start with not sucking dick on tape. You okay? Can we not wife who's sucking dick on tape? But that shouldn't be a disqualifier. Yes, it's. <laughs> Yes, okay, it so what, should. Okay, okay, so what if what if the woman is 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 given fellatio and doesn't know that she's being recorded, secretly recorded? Different. Listen, the exception is not the rule. She knew she was being recorded. She was performing, and then they sold the tape for money. Her, they like Kanye's kids. His daughter gonna have to see that. Yeah, his daughter gonna see this interview. Like this man, this man calling my mother out her name, and it's not. That's not what it is, mm -hmm. homie. Uh, young lady and and young man. That's not what it is. They do this thing and don't think for tomorrow. Back to the streets. They teach you accountability. Everything you do, you remember this shit is going to matter. Mm -hmm. Everybody else in regular life, sucking dick on tape, you will not think how that's going to bother you because they don't fucking got no morals. Who the fuck would suck dick on tape and think like later on, cry like I suck dick on tape and everybody saw it? What about people who secretly get... He just said the exception is there's, not there's the rule. There's some people out there that we've seen. I don't want to bring no names up. But. Yeah, but you can't sell it, right? If you sell yeah. it, you'll get sued. Like, mm -hmm. this is way past just sucking dick on tape. Like, yes, most women probably <laughs> suck dick. Most women probably have gay fellatio, right? That's Fellatio, that's there's buzzes, sure. by the way. Right? So most uh, women have, right? But they also not doing it on tape. Correct. And then if they did it on tape, they not selling it for money. Cause they but, I mean, they're making themselves. the best out of a bad situation. Beyonce said, turn lemons into lemonade, G. What was the bad situation? She got caught sucking dick on tape. Who got caught? Kim and They taped they, they made it. They it Whatever it was, but then Listen. they ended up selling it. Right. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Nothing, but that, so then why is it wrong when I'm saying you sucking dick on tape? No, 
it's nothing wrong with saying it. I don't think that's they got caught. They sold it. That's how everybody saw it. Yes. No, I thought it got leaked and then they did it. No, they yeah. sold it. They sold it. Anyway, let's move on. Let to me ask you a question. Thing. So I, I see, I didn't hear the album yet, but I see Notorious B.I.G. on the album. Yeah, yeah. That a new verse, old verse? No, that's a hook. It's a hook. Oh, it's a hook. Okay. It's I, I, really, I didn't hear it. It's called The Loc. It's dope. Okay. The Loc. It's a really dope song. It's really dope. At 110, I feel like Big Daddy Kane rapping at that BPM. You could re- you could relate. Mm-hmm. A lot of Kane shit. The 110, 112. 110, 112. Yeah, money, more problems. Feel me? Thinking I'm up there like Chub Rock. You mm-hmm. know, I closed with Chub Rock. That was the feel of the song. So mm-hmm. I felt like such a hip hop vet doing that. Got you. Just oh, good. Man. I wanted to ask you about something you sent to the group chat the other day. You said that uh, uh, Machiavelli album and Snoop's Doggy uh, Style. Dogfather. Dogfather. I'm sorry. Snoop's Dogfather are the same album. Every time I come here, we be in some shit. So yep. let's go right to it. Mm-hmm. It's not even front. If Tupac doesn't pass away, Machiavelli would be considered what Dogfather is because you would have been coming off such high production, high value mm-hmm. production, high value everything. What happens to somebody really shaped the market. What happened to Tupac shaped the marketing and how we received the next album. You know what I mean? Snoop didn't have the benefit of that. He just, Dre skipped on. He just, DJ Pooh, me and DJ Pooh even talked about it and he was talking about how much he had to, how, how, how hard it was working on that album, how much mm-hmm. they didn't get to do certain things. And then Snoop got the utmost criticism for it. But imagine if Machiavelli follows All Eyes on Me and Tupac is Alive, and it doesn't have How Do You Want It. It doesn't have the success of mm-hmm. uh, California Love, two number one songs. It don't have the Johnny J production because him and Pac had fell out at that point. It doesn't have Dr. Dre because now Dr. Dre is gone and you dissing him. And now we can listen to your disses and judge whether or not we think it's okay. So I think they're almost like the same style of album as far as the way they will follow such huge, huge releases. So you're not talking about Sonically? Because Sonically, I just think Machiavelli's just a way better album. And I think that album goes whether it's Pac my, passes or not. It's my, no. I no. mean, Bomb First, Hail Mary, no, Living Die it's, in it's LA. My, it's my favorite Pac album, but again, following the album, I don't think we hear it the same way. I think we... When somebody passes away, we we take their music differently. We start to accept certain things. It has an ominous feel. Things start to happen. And I think in Pac's situation, him passing away made us feel a lot different about what we heard. But wasn't that the point of that album, though? Wasn't he <clears throat> coming out through the alias Machiavelli? Yeah. Which is made even crazier. So you said Snoop... Fo- I'm, I'm confused. You saying the Dogfather album yeah. is on the same as the Machiavelli album? Yes. I said the only difference is Tupac passed away, so it's set a marketing landscape for how we receive it. I, I disagree with that. Nah. Because yeah. that album, Machiavelli album, and you said it's a It's, a it's my favorite fantastic Tupac album. album. That's what I'm saying. But it's part of him passing away because of the ominous feel of the record. So what like, records did you like on, Snoop, on, on the Snoop Father album? Uh, Dogfather. I liked about the Dogfather, man. So, I mean, I like Pooh's production. You know what I mean? DJ so, Pooh? Yeah, Pooh did a lot of it. So I pretty much liked about three or four or five songs. But again, I like every song on Machiavelli because it, it just, maybe if he's alive and he dissing Nas now, it's different. Him dissing Nas in depth, it's like, damn, well, you know, he, he was He didn't diss him when he was alive. No, I mean, on the records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, like, if he's dissing Jay-Z, if he's dissing Nas, if he's dissing Dr. Dre and he's breathing air, maybe, again, right now we just talking about somebody sucking so dick and everybody looking at me crazy. You think you- <laughs> You think they shouldn't have put the album out, is what you're saying? No, I think they did the right thing by putting the mm-hmm. album out. I'm just saying, I think they're the same type of follow-up to those albums. Doggy Style and Dogfather, I think Dogfather got a lot of unwarranted criticism because of where everything was at at that time. I think DJ Pooh being there, it didn't get enough credit because it wasn't Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre leaving. And I think Pac 
passed away, so it created a different space for us to hear the music. Yeah, I think to live and die in L.A., and you correct me if I'm wrong, This is because I'm on the outside looking in. To me, that is the, when I think L.A., I think to live and die in L.A. To me, that is the quintessential West Coast record. In Los like if Angeles? I, like if or, I landed at the airport, I would want to hear the live and die in L.A. plane. You know what, that's funny. Over, over California love. Because I can understand that from somebody that's from out of town. Mm-hmm. In town, probably not, but out of town. I mean, to us, like, we'll probably think about Sugar Ones or Cream like that. But I'm sure in New York, it's a completely different vibe. Not nah, Sugar Ones or Cream, but I, most people would think Empire State, Jay-Z and Alicia Keys. Most yeah, people yeah, Most yeah. people think that when they come to New York, they're yeah. thinking Empire yeah, that's, State. So, yeah, but, so, but, but us hip-hop heads, yeah. I would think of PSA, Jay-Z. Sure. I would think of Shook Ones. Sure. I would think of, you know, records like that. That's a great point. Because mm-hmm. I don't think nobody in New York would think of Empire State of Mind mm-hmm. as the record that you would think that's similar. But then we was crazy because we was chilling, chilling cause, and it was a, a horse and carriage playing, and mm-hmm. it was like, oh, this feels like New York. But I guess I never thought about it. because That's a touristy a, type of song, but... Yeah. Here we we gonna play PSA. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Ship sure. ones like that's you go here. But it's hard to say that's a touristy song when a, a poster child for New York made it to be a New York anthem. Yeah. Like Empire State of Mind is doing exactly what Jay Z wrote it to. Of do. course, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sporting but, events but, but, and, but and touristy think, stuff. But I think he made it for everybody to see New York from a wide perspective. Correct. Mm-hmm. Versus giving off raw New York vibes, where it's like, like I said, cream. When I think of New York, I think of cream, or I think of, I guess because I've been here too, so mm-hmm. you see certain parts of the certain boroughs, you're like, oh, it's rougher. Mm-hmm. And and um, the Empire State of Mind is so clean. But it does fit. For us, I guess, inside, um, probably something like I Love It. I Love It. What's I Love It? East Siders. Mm. Oh, okay, okay, like, okay. That's a, that's a super inside of L.A. song. I guess that would be like our Shook Ones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's I Love It, the way the homies come up, the Snoop Dogg group, the East mm-hmm. Siders. Him and Trady and Goldie, uh, inside LA, sugar free. I'd rather mm. give you my bitch. Mm. That's a super Los Angeles. You come into Los Angeles, I don't think nobody outside of Los Angeles really know about it, but inside of Los Angeles, that shit sets everything off. Mm. So it's pretty fucking dope. When we talk about LA, is there anything that uh can be done to make the streets safer? Because when you think about, you know, losing the great Nipsey Hustle, losing P and B rock. Is there a way to make the streets safer, I guess, in particular for, for, for rappers? Pop smoke. I mean, just people poor. I don't know. I, so many of these situations is, is just crazy. Like when we even, we talked about what happened with uh with uh, P&B Rock. Mm-hmm. Like you've been to L.A. enough. You've been to L.A. enough. I don't think either one of y'all been over there. Mm-hmm. I don't think either mm-hmm. y'all been to Roscoe's. I'm sure multiple times. Neither one of y'all been to that Roscoe's. I was over there recently, but I wasn't stopping over there though. Right. So that's like the locals, Roscoe's, and it's like a place that looked really poor. That's on the east side. This is my side of town. This is the Roscoe's I go to. I've been going there my whole life, and I don't think that's the kind of place where you jump out. So I don't. I don't know if there's something that can be done except just making smarter decisions. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't go to no ghetto mm-hmm. with what looks like two, three hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry on. I just think that's a bad idea. I agree. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, why would you go around poor people? You're supposed to look like an opportunity. You know, you're supposed to look like you can give an opportunity, not look like an opportunity. Mm. And I think a lot of times rappers, it's a weird space. I, I think hip hop takes a lot of blame for a lot of shit, but I think the one thing that they have really elevated is flossing on poor people. Hip hop used to be the voice of poor people. Now it's about people telling other people how poor they is. You know what I mean? Or oh, I'm going to take your woman because you too poor to have her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Broke yeah. niggas, you know, broke yeah. niggas, me and broke niggas don't get along. Mm-hmm. It's just like, 
God damn, all your partners is broke. Like, mm-hmm. You and your friends don't get along. So again, I, I think hip hop is, and I think rappers are kind of flossing on poor people. And poor, mm-hmm. they gotta remember poor people following them. People mm-hmm. who don't got a bunch of stuff. If you look on my page, you ain't seeing shit I got. You know what I'm saying? Because I know people that support me, they don't have mm-hmm. what I have. So why would I go to any ghetto with just all this jewelry on? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I just think that's a bad idea. So I don't, what needs to be done is rappers got to kind of realize maybe the goal is not to floss on poor people. I mean, I think they, I think rappers got to make their own adjustments. I don't think it's nothing that can be done amongst. I think we blame poor people for enough shit. Mm-hmm. So what about somebody like Nip, who who was providing opportunity for people? Yeah, that situation is really nuanced. Like we, you know, we talked about that. It's a really weird situation between two people from you know the same community in, in so many words, and it's like it's a situation that went bad. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's it's so much stuff that we don't know about it. Even me being from right down the street and this being my friend, I don't. I, so many things that I still am learning every day about the the, the dynamics of it. Um. Death just come with life, and it ain't no getting away. And the solution ain't always getting away from poor people. That's not going to cause you to die. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, we can die. That's the point of it. Mm-hmm. We can die. You know what I mean? We and, and I think it's more important that we stay around poor people and providing opportunities and helping people get, you know, to better their life. That's the only solution. More opportunities for livable wages for poor people. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that, too. Hip-hop is the America's last hope. Explain. What do you mean? Just culturally what we represent. That, Like I'm saying, accountability. Making sure a square is still a square. Like the fact that right now I'm telling y'all, you know, this lady is probably not the kind of lady you should marry because in the everyday world, it's just losing morals every day. It's just more things are becoming acceptable for no reason. Just for some false sense of inclusion. And that's just not real. But hip-hop, and I love hip-hop, so I don't take this the wrong way, sure. but hip-hop can normalize a lot of bullshit, too. We have normalized a lot of bullshit. But have we really normalized a lot of bullshit that wasn't normal in our communities already? Yes. Like what? I think that we've celebrated a lot of, like, we've celebrated the drug culture. Like, we've, we've glorified the gang culture. I think a lot of times people did those things out of survival, especially especially hustling. So it, turned, it-, it turned into a, a thing people did out of survival that people never spoke about to... Coming cool. Making records about yeah. it. Like, everybody want to be a dope boy, a trap boy now. I mean, is that really the ghetto? I mean, what year did Scarface come out? I don't know. What, the 70-something? Man, what year did God Seemed like out? it got worse, though. No, it just became something apparent to us. Like, we we take the burden, we take the blame as far as the ghetto, uh, street urban culture, hip-hop takes the blame for everything. America's been celebrating this shit. Absolutely, but if we know better, shouldn't we do better? Like, if we know these things only lead a lot of our people to jail, lead a lot, a lot of our people dead, shouldn't we come up with something else? Well, I think poor, what we, as far as hip-hop, we also don't do the best job for the people at the lowest parts of our community, neither. Every While I do agree that there is some responsibility, it's more about the elite. It's more about the top. It ain't really about the bottom. The bottom is going to be the bottom because it's, mm-hmm. you know, motherfuckers don't know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're ignorant. They don't have the information. So it's about us at the top, right? It's about the Jay-Z's, it's about Envy, it's about the people at the top doing right by poor people. And you can't ask poor people to make better decisions. You poor. Everything you do is by necessity. So I agree with that, but to your, to, to what we were talking about earlier, man, when you go down to that bottom, that's when you get real morals. That's when you get real principles. People that may not have a dollar, but they still got an integrity about themselves. Sometimes people at the top with all that money don't have that integrity. Well, they got the same integrity. Because the same person is going to sell drugs, right? The wealthiest person in Big Pharma and the poorest person is going to sell dope. Mm-hmm. Same mentality. So 
I think it's about the job we do by other poor people within hip hop. That's the only place we fell in that in my mind. We don't do a really ghetto people that succeed don't do the best job by people that's not succeeding. It's always kind of like, oh, you figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like that's why we started the New West at that time. It was like it's way too much. Y'all figure it out versus, hey man, this is how you do it. You in the door now. Let me show you how to do it. It was you. It was Kendrick. It was Nip. Mm-hmm. Who else? Bishop Rock, Lamont. Yep. J. Rock. Mike Stro. So that that hip hop has to do a much better job of that. Like the the um, the people that are successful got to come grab people that ain't successful. That's the mm-hmm. whole premise. That's why it works so well. Mm-hmm. So I, I think um, no, I don't blame us for. I don't think we normalize drug dealing. I think drug drug dealing is normal in our ghettos. We definitely put a soundtrack to it. Yeah, because we supposed to. We made it cool. Well, it's not. It was cool because it was cool because it was success in the community. I don't know if it's ever been cool. It has. That's why it, only it, a select it, few did it. No, nah, I think they. But a lot of people talked about it and act like they did. Like even we talked about this morning on yesterday's show. We talked about Michael Irvin and his son. And Michael Irvin was like, "My son is not that street dude." Yeah, but he was his son was acting rapping like a street dude because he sees it working. He probably sees it working. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he was like, Michael Irvin was like, "My son grew up in a gated community. It was no. There's no street in him." Well, we had this conversation a million times before. I think that's the problem when everybody's trying to jump on the way that poor people have to. Kind of create a way out for themselves. If you're a middle class person and you on the next track to be Michael Irvin's son and maybe go coach a football team, why the fuck is you doing rap? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just want. But that's another because thing. Because Glasses Malone told me I'm not a man if I'm not in the street. No, Glasses Malone told you the streets made him a man. Mm. Michael Irvin made Cuz a man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, nigga, your middle, your, your wealthy existence was the platform that. This so that is, proves you don't have to be street or, or necessarily religious to instill morals in a person. Well, I don't know, because Mike Irvin saying he don't got morals right now. He's like, man, I don't know that's what's not wrong with not a lack of morals. Numbers. That's just like you you pretending to be something you're not. That's a lack of morals. He ain't committing the crime. He just rapping about it. That should be a crime. What, you just, right? just lying and shit like you just street and thugging. And you you know how many rappers would be locked up? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk to her. Let's talk to her. Now it's a motherfucking interview. <laughs> but it's the truth. The, How many rappers that, that, that lied? I mean, a, a lot of rappers say they didn't kill this person, shot this person, bang, bang, but a lot of it is not true. You know I that. hope not. Gee, you not know true. it. I hope not. not true. I hope everybody, I was just telling them the other day, we was talking about Drake, we was talking about your boy, right? So he was like, the whole shit was Joe. And my whole point with Joe was like, how do you talk about Drake's music? This is what Drake do. If you're not a fan of Drake music, you're not a fan of the current wave of whatever's going on. Correct. Oh, I saw you do that. I saw I don't, whose podcast was you on? I saw that. Uh, back on Fig. Back on Fig. So yeah. I'm telling them, and and my nigga was like, yeah, well, you know, what about him talking street? I'm like, well, Drake talked like he was making threats in the in the chat, and I'm like, I don't want to find out. I don't want to be the nigga to find out that he has spent some money. So my whole attitude is like. Do I think the man out there thugging? Probably not. But you know what? Hip hop might influence you to do some dumbass shit. So if he trick his shit off playing around with the low level, then let's see. Oh, he got people around him that could be about that life who tired of people playing with their money. Man. Yeah, they not that. They ain't tired of people playing. They want y'all to get some money. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But they got to. I thought what you said was true though. It was just like yo, if you. To not like this Drake album is kind of hypocritical because this is the same music that he's... That's what I say. It's the same music he's been making. Whatever the current, he's the best at, like Madonna. That's another... Everybody got mad when I kept comparing him to Madonna. And it's like, Madonna used to do the same thing with music. She would take whatever the current wave of music and make a Madonna song. Mm -hmm. Drake does the same thing right now. So if you... You can't really dislike Drake's music. It's it's like you can't really dislike McDonald's. You Mm can talk about it's unhealthy... 
You can make a lot of ridiculous arguments. You can be like, I'm not in the mood for it. I want better. But come on, man. Like, Drake is like, Drake shit is like a happy meal. It's, it's kind of hard to kind of really hate on. You just kind of be like, I ain't eating that shit today. Well, you can say, yeah. Like, I think some people say, I want more rapping. Some people can say, I want more of this type of song. But like you said, you can't hate this. It's Drake. Yeah, but, but who would even want more from Drake? Like, it's like wanting more from McDonald's. Like, I want McDonald's to sell steaks. Mm-hmm. That's just not what Drake does. Drake has done the same consistent thing this whole time. Mm-hmm. Whatever the current wave or whatever's going on, he makes that and he's going to make it the best it could be made out of mass consumption. Mm-hmm. That's my point. So I think it, it, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Cancel These Nuts is out right now from my guy Glasses Malone, That's man. right. Check this out. Make sure you subscribe to the No Ceilings podcast on the Black Speck iHeartRadio podcast you, network. That's another thing. Like, my motherfucking podcast is really good. It's, I'm it's, pretty it's good this. at this point. It's all this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and don't don't go. You can stream my shit. Go to thecrypstore.com and buy it. Okay. The Crypt Store. Thecrypstore.com. Blood. The Crypt. I got blood on me. Make okay. a shop with okay. the Crypt. Just making sure. I don't. Know I used how to that sell works. them. I used to sell. <laughs> I don't know when I used works. to sell drugs, I would sell them drugs. They would make money off my drugs, so they could buy my music. Thecrypstore.com. Okay. Cryptstore.com, man. Go get a. Uh, Cancel these nuts from my guy. Glasses Shout out Malone. to my boy Brasco, man. He, the Cripstore.com gave me my idea too for the Crip Store. Who? who? My boy Brasco. Who's Brasco? One of my partners from out of Memphis. He okay. was like, man, you got to be more of a Crip. I was like, man, you're right. I got to be a Crip more out loud. What? Gee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? No, for real, because it matters. Mac Ten and Mud, everybody would hit me like, hey, you cripping too hard. I'm like, nah, just just enough. <laughs> All right, well, it's Glasses Malone. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake that ass up in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.